Um, so next up, we have Dana. And if you, like Dana, are a technical person, and you've got a product that you want to build, you probably want to get right on it. You want to build that thing and test it, make sure it works. Um, as my brother Dan talked about yesterday, that might not be the best place to start. If there's a pretty big risk that you'll build it and nobody will come, as, as Catherine talked about this morning, um, you might want to take a different approach. So please welcome Dana to talk about how you might do that. Thank you. I'm Dana. I'm the co-founder of Fashion Metric, and I'm really excited to talk to you today about our lean startup journey. Before I get started, I just wanted to get a sense of the audience. How many of you have an idea for a product that you want to build, or maybe even a feature within your product that you want to build on, that you think, or of course hope, that your customers are going to love? I'm seeing that this is a great audience, because that's almost all of you. So, the purpose of my talk is by way of example to show you how you can start testing with customers before you build anything. And I'm going to use fashion metric as a case study for how you could do that. And I think this is really important because a lot of companies put a lot of effort and time and resources into building products that they might intuitively think that the customer would want to use. But of course we find when we actually uh, deploy the product that what you, what you think that the user wants is often very different from what the user actually wants. And so it's important to start working with your customers or who you think your customer is on the, basically at the ideation stage, when you first come up with an idea. And you can take those lessons that you learned and the information and the data that you gather and use that to guide your product development. And so a common argument is, well, in order to have a valid test, you really need to build something to properly deliver on customer expectations. But what we found is if, you're truly, if you truly identified a real pain point or a problem that the customer has, and you figured out a solution for that problem, then you'll often find that the customer will go out of their way, sometimes inconveniently so, to solve that problem. And if your customer is willing to go through a less convenient experience to solve their problem, then it is likely they will use a refined version, a refined version of the product. And so this is the general um, method that we followed, which I'm sure a lot of you are very familiar with. And in the exploration and concierge phase, when we started working with our idea, we had little to no code or product development. And in these phases, we were really trying to understand who our customer is, what problem or pain point do they have, can we solve their problem, and does the customer even care? And so the majority of my talk will focus on these two phases. And we learned so much from that before writing any code that we took that information that we learned and applied that to our, our build. And our first um, iteration of the product was very simple. And then as we went through the cycle and every time we built something, we learned from that and built on top of that. And I'll talk, talk about that in my talk as well. So we challenged ourselves to really understand what the real problem the customer is experiencing. What is their real pain point? And what fashion metric is today is very different from what our original idea was. So we thought um, clothing shoppers, shoppers in stores and malls perhaps, might have a very difficult time deciding what to buy. Maybe it's because they're alone and they're not with their friends and they can't get their opinions. And so we thought, well, wouldn't it be great if there was a mobile app and you could take a picture of what you're trying to figure out what to buy, and you can gain access to a personal stylist that can give you advice in real time and help make your purchase decisions. 
Sounds like it could be a, a reasonable idea, right? And of course, friends and family always say, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Build that, that sounds awesome. But we weren't sure if we were solving a real problem. And so we decided to really understand, is this a real problem that customers are experiencing when they're, when they're shopping in stores? And so what we decided to do is go out and actually find who we think our customer is and go to these malls and awkwardly go up to people and ask them very broad, a very broad open-ended question. And it's impo important to ask an open-ended question because if you ask a uh, leading question, you won't get a candid, honest response usually. And so we went to, we talked to who we thought our customer was um, all over the country. So we went to malls in uh, Los Angeles, New York City, and San Francisco. And we asked, what is the biggest problem that you have when you're shopping for clothes? Very open-ended. And what we found when we did this exercise was not a single person, not one person, gave us the natural response that they have a hard time deciding what to buy. Not one person. So we almost built an app to solve that problem that didn't exist. But it was a great exercise because in doing that, we learned some really valuable um, and interesting trends in the data that we were collecting. Uh, each response that someone gave us, we collected that data and then we analyzed it afterwards. And we found of the men that we talked to, 90% of them said, well, actually, the biggest problem I have when I'm shopping is I have a hard time finding clothes that fit me right. And then they would get really into it and they'd be like, you know, because my chest is too large or my arms are too long or whatever the reason is, I always have to get things tailored, and then we digged a little bit deeper and found that it was actually dress shirts was the hardest thing to get the right fit, because it has to be a particular, particularly tailored uh, look. And so we thought, well, that's, that's pretty interesting. Is there a way that we can solve this problem? And if we could find a solution for this, would the customer even care? And so we built a simple landing page and drove traffic to the page and started collecting email addresses. And we would follow up over email and, and say, you know, we have this great product, we're going to deliver you some shirts with impeccable fit. Um, all we need to do is just hop on a, call, on a phone call with you and ask you some questions about your body type. It's only going to take 10 minutes. And then we get on the phone with them, um, kind of understand their body type, and then we would deliver them, deliver them shirts, um, hoping that they would fit, of course, and get fit feedback. And so this is basically what the concierge looked like for us. So it was a very manual solution. We dreamed up of tons of questions that we could ask because we weren't sure which questions we could ask and get the answers for that we could actually predict their size. And we put them all into a Google Doc. And we got these customers on the phone. And this manual solution had two huge advantages. One, it gauged interest. So not only did we not have a hard time getting customers to be interested in hopping on the phone with us, but they were also talking to us for more than just 10 minutes. They were talking, so we had customers talking to us for half an hour, sometimes even 45 minutes. And it was really interesting to see how they had these fit problems and they were willing to go out of their way, inconveniently so, to solve their problems. So that was interesting. And then we also started to understand the technical feasibility of delivering, on, uh, delivering shirts that fit um, based on just asking some questions. And so we found some questions were more qualitative in nature. And uh, when we used the, what the responses were in these qualitative questions, we ended up delivering shirts that didn't fit so well. And so, for example, we would ask, what's, describe your overall body shape. Or we would say, you know, what, what's your belly situation? And uh, of the men we talked to, I don't know about you guys out here, but in general, guys are like, oh, flat stomach, washboard abs. <laughs> so we were like, okay, well, we can't ask those questions because we're going to get, we ended up getting returns. Um, <laughs> But what we did find was that uh, there was some questions that we could ask 
that were actually more quantitative in nature. And we did find a small sub subset of questions that um, were uh, quantitative and also it seemed that most guys knew the answers to. So before writing really a single line of code, all we had was that landing page. We, had an ex we learned a lot. We had an accelerated understanding of the problem. We were no longer building an app to solve a problem that didn't exist. Um, we understood the depth of the problem and we were able to see how far customers were willing to go to solve it. And we were starting to see some trends in the data and understand what questions we could ask and whether or not it's technically feasible to solve the problem. So you would think at that point, okay, great, build something, right? Build the whole thing. Um, but we didn't. Our first build was actually essentially an elaboration on the landing page. So instead of just asking for email, we wanted to see what questions could we ask the customer that they would actually fill out that, that information on our page. And we had a better idea of what questions to ask based off our Cancierge tests. And we started testing with these questions and refining which ones we could actually ask. And some pages didn't do so well and some questions worked really poorly. But eventually we got to a place where we could ask a set of questions that were fairly basic, most guys knew, and we found that when we drove traffic to the page, 87% completed their fit profiles. And we had 30% that would actually submit their email interested in getting shirts or getting recommendations of shirts based on their fit profiles. And so you'd think at that point, that's great, let's build the whole thing. But actually this is when we first started to really build something beyond just the landing page. This is when we built our intelligence engine, which basically takes the, the seed data and inputs it and uh, matches you up to a full complement of a, a, a data set that we have of men's body dimensions and extrapolates that info. But we didn't actually connect that to a fully developed store after that. So it was actually just happening in the background. Our website was still the same uh, basic landing page, a little bit more optimized now. We wanted to first test before we built beyond that, well, is it, is it accurate? Can we accurately predict uh, fit? And so instead of creating lots of brand relationships so we have all kinds of different sizes to fit any body type, we actually just made a relationship with one brand partner, which is a made-to-measure brand, which is great because we can fit any size. And we worked with this brand partner for a course of about two months. Um, selling shirts that were exclusively fitted by the output of our fit technology. And we actually found the results were great. Our technology worked and we had no returns. And so it was great tech validation and also gave us some directions for our next steps. Because as we were doing this, other brands were hearing about us and approaching us saying, I have a really hard time connecting with customers online because of the fit problem, which is a particular problem for emerging brands. And they wanted to see if they can get involved with what we're doing and if we were building a platform, could they be on it? So it showed us that um, brands would be interested in this. And really, that's when we first, first built our website, our e-commerce platform. And at this point, we had been working on the, it had been several months, we'd been working with customers the entire time, but now we finally actually built a platform. And that was when it got really interesting, because now we have our first platform, we have our first website, so now we can start to learn of how our customers behave on it. And while validating your hypotheses, you will likely find new problems, which is awesome, which is really great, because it creates opportunities to learn from your customers, and you can study customer behavior to guide your development. And so after leading with fit, so we had the fit page, and then, um, the, and then you would see your uh, selections in the store, we learned that what customers actually, be, how they behave when they're shopping on a website. And we found that it was actually price point and style that guided their selection for a particular product page. And then the fit, this, this, the fit and the size in that uh, particular product was critical. So we were starting to learn how customers behaved on the site. We were actually seeing that how guys prefer to shop. More than half of our customers purchase in bulk, meaning they buy three to 10 shirts in one purchase. 
25% of our customers said, can you just send me something every month? I hate shopping. I don't like to be involved in the process. I like it to be transparent. So the point is, we were learning. And each step of the way, building a very simple um, version of the product and then building on top of that to eventually get to where your product, uh, your product evolves. And so it's just to close the loop, so fashion metric is this two-tiered uh, approach to shopping. You could browse the store, shop in bulk, and there's um, some incentives to do that. Or you could put your shopping on autopilot. All the while, we have no size charts. It's all figured out by our fit tech. So I encourage you to avoid the, if only we knew then what we know now, and create opportunities to learn from your customers from day one. Thank you.